podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. International Poppy Franco Varga, and you're now listening to Stu's Wrestling Podcast, the biggest podcast ever. <laughs> You're listening to Stu's Wrestling Podcast. It's time. Your host, Stu Palmer. Well, we are back and we are back firstly to review Tommy Fury versus Jake Paul. Yes, we know it's a bit late, but we are going to give it a bit of the rub because it was intriguing. It was very intriguing last Sunday night, if nothing else. I'm waiting in the wings is my former co-host and cousin of Big Fight Weekly. He returns to Shoes Wrestling Podcast. It's Mr. Chris Hume. And we're going to review just the fight, man, the fight. And it was intriguing, if nothing else, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I you mean, I, I probably thought, you know, you know, I know I went for Jake Paul. Even though I wasn't wrong on the decision of the fight, just the fight. No, 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 you got that bit right. You got that uh, bit right to, to your credit. I, I, I mean, I was very surprised um, of you know the chin on Jake Paul because he took some big shots yeah. from Tommy Fury. Um, you know, most of it was wasn't like a a, a massive hook or you know all the overhand rights that Jake Paul was throwing at Tommy Fury, but the the straight jabs and he, you know there was more than two coming coming his way each time from Tommy Fury especially in, say, the early four rounds. His chin, I was really impressed by his chin. And to stay into a stay in a fight, yes, okay, Tommy's not, you know, a massively beast of a professional boxer. But, you know, that's his first professional boxer he's fought, and he, he hung in there. So props have to be given to Jake Paul Stewart. I can't get over the fact that, you know, that there was he got done, he got done for holding late on in the fight. But... He was holding at the start, wasn't he, Jake? I noticed that early on. But also, what I did pick up on, Tommy Tommy was, you know, he had his back. He was against the ropes a little bit, wasn't he? And I know he was landing. He did He did allow Jake to have a go, didn't he, as well? It was quite, I was quite impressed with that. And I was impressed with Jake Paul, Chris. Although I wasn't impressed with Logan Paul's spiel oh. at the end of the round. Because... Richie Woodall was obviously analysing. He was going mad about it. But that was just to try and get an advantage mentally again, wasn't it? It was to yeah. rile, rile Tommy, but it didn't work. That not didn't to, work. Not to knock your 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 you know profession of your sport for your podcast, but it was very wrestling-like, wasn't it? Yeah. You know what I mean? In any other sport, if anyone was given a mic like that, in any professional boxing bout or a UFC bout, they would have got a clobbered, you know, like, shut shut the fuck up. Just watch your brother, and, and you know what I mean. Shot from the stands. Don't give him a mic. You know, I mean, why, if that's the case, give Tyson Fury the mic and let's see what he ripples off. It's just, it was just one of them. I mean, that was I was saying about the fight itself. That was just yeah. the, the pantomime aspect of it, wasn't it? But yeah. yeah, that was just any any way any way they could get advantage. But obviously, the, the the mental the mind games were going on for the last two two and a half years. So he got his head around that, didn't he? But yeah, just. I think they're discrediting Tommy as well as as they are Jake Paul. You know he lasted the eight, and mm -hmm. as you said, Tommy Tommy landed double the amount of power punches over the course of the eight rounds. So as you said, he took some he took some heavy shots, and I've got I've got more of a respect for Jake Paul again, as much as I've been on his case for you know the last yeah. eighteen months, two years. I think like you know 
we spoke about this last week, didn't we, on the, on the preview show. And, and I said to you about, you know, Jake Paul hasn't fought someone who's going to throw the jab at him. And you could see he couldn't get his head around that. And you could see that he was struggling because, you know what I mean, the Furies, you know, when you watch Huey to Tyson, obviously to Tommy, they double up with their jabs. It's not just one single one throw and the throw and one, then it's then the second one, then the third one. And, you know, me making the movement around the jab. And I think Jake Paul hasn't had that before in any of his bouts with Eddie, Tyron Woodley, Addison Silver, and the rest of them beforehand. So I think there was something new that he had to get his head around. And I think he was struggling to get past that jab. Yeah, okay. In the later rounds when Tommy tired, he was getting around it using the body. But the alarming thing to me in all of this was... Tommy walking into the overhanded right over and over again. And it was it was like you could see it all day long. And it wasn't saying it was the last round he was walking into it. It was all the way through the eight rounds. He seemed to just keep circling to that right hand, the power hand of Jake Paul. And it's like most no fighters know that if you're fighting a guy who's, who's you know very powerful with the right or the left, you circle the opposite way so he can't use that as leverage to catch you. And Tommy Fury kept on circling to it. And I'm like, you know what I mean? Go the other way. Move, move, movement, or pivot to the other side of things, but he kept on walking into it. So we're very lucky that Jake Paul didn't land that flush. What about the the judges? Now I'm gonna I'm gonna put some onus on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Amer- the American judge. I, I'm not being funny. I I think. Yeah, it wasn't. What would you was What would you have scored it? You know, if you were gonna say how many how many rounds how many rounds up was was Tommy in in your mind? I probably I probably say that. Fury won five out of the two, but only be when he only I would say obviously the 10 8 with the, the point deduction, which again, as we you alluded to before, that I think the referee decided to shoot that he wanted to be a part of the, of the show, didn't he? Because the, the punch to the back of the head made yeah. no sense. I'll, the, bring that, I'll bring that graphic back in, yeah. A bit of a, but yeah, I, I think the referee wanted to be involved, didn't he? I, the referee was terrible, but I, I would have given. Obviously, you have to Tommy losing that round for 10 8 for his point deduction. Then, you know, I think you probably give Jake two rounds and Tommy had the five. But I think the unanimous decision, I think if you didn't have to lose that point deduction by the ref, I think Tommy Tommy wins seven out of the eight. Yeah, you, you, I think like Carl Frotch was along the same lines as you, but it just, I, yeah, I, I would say I, I thought he was at least, I, I thought he'd lost two. Two rounds of the eight, you know, mm-hmm. taking taking into um, taking into account the the, the two ten eights in in the fight. But Tommy Tommy hit him in the back of the head in one of the rounds. Yeah, I was going to say that to you. There was no consistency because he took the point, he did the deduction for him holding. But then he, you know, um, Paul was holding early in the fight, and then he gets done for the one to the back of the head. But then Fury had done the same thing when they were coming close to to the end of one of the rounds. I, I remember. So it's like there was no consistency there, was there? Why did you part of the show? The ref, I think the ref wanted to be part of the show, and I, because you know, I mean, you wouldn't do that to Anthony Joshua. You wouldn't have done that to a Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder, Uzik. You wouldn't have done that in one of their fights to one of them. He just wanted to be part of the show, and you know, I think. That they're always falling into a clinch, them two, because the way they were fighting, because they were in such a tight pocket, weren't they? And I feel like you know Tommy does always fall into a clinch anyway in most of his fights. It's what pretty much saves him from being caught half the time. Um, it was a bit of a clinch fest, wasn't it? In all fairness, but yeah, the referee was shocking. 
And as you say, the that, that judge you give it is it 76, 73 Paul. I don't know what he was as he was watching cartoon work. It was just it's just he's been he's been paid off, mate. He's been paid off. I see it at 76, 73 for Paul. Paul if he didn't want to do that one point, I mean, he was he probably but again, he absolutely did get caught. It's kind of he got put down, didn't do any damage, obviously, but all ten eight into the box. Just, just so, just so weird, man. But do you know what? I've got to. I'll tip my heart. I keep going back to it. They both, they both did very well. They both, they both did very well. And uh, I, I think people are now saying about Tommy. Oh, he won't be a British. He won't make British Championship level. I, I think he will personally. I think he. I think that's a bit harsh. But they're pro. They're pro boxers who are coming out with that. So they know. They know more than us, don't they? They know what it takes to get to a level, and then maybe. European continental level, he's going to struggle, I think. Um, but I think British British title, yeah, I think he's got he's got enough about him to get a British title. But you could see you could see with him after the fight, you know, mentally mentally, and he was upset. Obviously, I know he's been away from his uh, little one; she's not been born that long, has she? So it all got to him. So it was a big, big, um, big mountain for him to climb, wasn't it? Mentally, as we said last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you what do you think about the rematch? Because there's a rematch in in you know in the calls, but surely it's not going to do the numbers. Now they've like hugged and kissed and all that after the fight. It's no, not going to it's not going to draw the numbers that this one has. I think I think it can. I think it can. Sure. I think because the this is this is Jake Paul's wheelhouse you're talking about now, isn't it? The guy can sell us snow snow to an Eskimo. The guy can you know what I mean get people's eyes. Fixated on whatever he's doing, so I think it could make numbers. But I feel like that's something where, if you're Tommy Fury, I'd be like, "Yeah, I'll have the rematch, but we do it in the UK this time. We I've do it over here." And then the next thing, obviously, the deal that was made. You know, Jake Paul, you, yeah, you yeah. all of all the first, you get the whole lot. John Fury, I've got a clip with John Fury because they still haven't had the, the the full amount of money. John Fury is waiting for his son to get the money. They had a deal. They shook on it. It might not be on paper and signed as a contract, but here we go. Here's Mr. John Fury, Chris. I don't know if you've seen this. I think you may have. Morning, world. Jake Paul and family. Back home, well rested. Ed's back on business. Jake, you know what I'm. You know what I'm going to do. We had a deal, mate. We had an handshake. We said we box for free if we got defeated. You say you'd pay double if Tommy could beat you, and that's what he done. Tommy beat you convincingly. So what I'm going to ask you to do is honour and step up to the plate and pay your bill. We had a gentleman's agreement in front of millions of people worldwide. We shook hands on national world television in the great country of Saudi. You know, and please do not come out with all the contract bull, mate. I can hardly read and write. I'm a gypsy. I'm uneducated, you know. But listen, what I can do is all I've got in the world is my word. And I give it you in front of millions of people. We shook hands and I expect you to do the same thing, Jake. But I know you will because you're a stand-up guy. I look forward to hearing from you, Jake. Pay your bill, mate. And thanks very much. Bye-bye. There we have it. The big man has spoken. What do you think with that, Chris? Uh, Listen, I think, you know I mean, 
doesn't something like that have to go officially onto Tommy's contract? So Tommy signed a, a certain amount to fight Jake Paul. So this new deal would not have to go on his contract that he signed. So I, I, I can't see it happening. And I think it was all mind games from Jake Paul. It was all, you know what I mean? And, you know, they bit on it. And you could tell by Tommy in that press conference that he didn't want to do that anyway. But, you know, if Jake's a man of his word, maybe he will. Or maybe he'll say, I'll give you more in the second fight. Maybe that's how it'll work out. I'll give you more to because, you know, Jake's got to get that one back, isn't he? So maybe he'll say, OK, four million for the rematch. Obviously, have Tom's you, seen, have you seen anything on buy rates yet? Have they still not collated all the images? I've not. I've seen, I've, there's rumours that it's done well, and I imagine it's done well, because I think half the world was watching, wasn't it, on Sunday night? Um, I haven't seen anything official come out buy rate-wise, but I imagine, Stuart, it's going to be quite, quite hefty. Because I've, be, I've been listening to other shows, that, I've been listening to TalkSport when they do their bit, the daily and that, and they had Spencer Oliver on, and they're saying, like, you know, the numbers it, it will generate. And just just the cash rules coming in, Chris, and, and the people that follow Jake Paul, as we alluded yeah. to last week, he was very much about that. It will, it will. And I think it will, I think it will topple, you know, what, what he did with, with Askren, which was one and a half, wasn't it? Which is only, um, it's only America, that, isn't it? They're, they're the numbers from America. So on, on a world level, you've got to wonder what it what it's actually done. I think you I think you're looking close to a million, if not more. Because every every person you look you scored through social media, you know, going to that fight at what ten o'clock on Sunday night was was mentioning Fury and Jake Paul. So I can imagine that, you know what I mean, they they're gonna have quite a decent buy rate from that. That event. My question to you is though, now obviously you said about the rematch, they've apparently got Jake's got a clause in his, which makes sense because you know what I mean, no one else is allowed to have a clause in the rematch against him because we can run off and say I've beaten you. But um do you think maybe Jake Paul should look at another fight before Tommy Fury? Because realistically, if they're gonna fight again, you're looking July, August, aren't you? Is that enough time to I think I think they'll just I think you'll just wait. And, and Tommy will wait just on the on the proviso and on in, from a business aspect that how much money he can pull in from that. He'll never they'll never make they'll never make that on on the British circuit. Do you know what I mean? He'll be on an undercard. No disrespect to him, but mm-hmm. that you know if he if he is he, he's with Queensbury, he's with Frank Warren, isn't he? Yeah. It, it's it's the money maker again, isn't it? As you know, I, I'm a bit skeptical on the numbers that it'll draw, but it'll still he's going to make millions again. So yeah, but does Jake Paul need to fight someone before Fury again? Is, what I'm trying to say is, is can, he, can he get any better before the next fight? I can't see that happening. But does he no. need to? Does he need to fight someone, get that confidence up, learn a bit of tricks of the trade, and then fight Fury after? I, I, I think I just didn't go straight into that one. Then obviously he's got the big one. Then is KSI, isn't it? And he, he's one, been yeah. on with Helwani, isn't he about it? KSI, but yeah. obviously more, more that'll be. Towards the end of this year, won't it? So yeah, yeah but I think yeah, KSI that'll, that'll be interesting to see how much that makes. Oh, that'll make more because it it it's them two have had a war for a very long time, haven't they? So and I think KSI is facing Joe Fournier next, which is no easy fight for him himself. So you know, it but this is where it will be interesting. Now we were a little bit late doing the review, but yeah, just it was just to you know. Go over, go over what what had happened on on Sunday. As I say, as I keep saying, I think everyone had a good week in Saudi over there. A lot yeah. of the guys that were you know over there. Mike Tyson at ringside, 
Dillian, not Dillian White. I was thinking, um, Aura. yeah, Chizzy, Chizzy was there, and then obviously, I'm trying to think, it's gone, it's gone. Bombs, Wilder was there, yeah, Wilder was there, and he, obviously, they, they hugged him in fury, fury just shouting bomb squad at him across the way, so yeah, I it, thought he was shouting bomb squad, there was a lot of YouTubers out there as well. As a as a spectacle and, and getting eyes on it, it's done it's done very well. And yeah, like it's it's the, the rematches on the cards as well. And like, no, I where, where will that be? Because he can't he can't get into America still, can he, Fury? No, not from from what I've I've read, he can't no. But I think you could bring it I think you bring it here, don't you? Because he, you know what I mean, Jake Paul thrives. Can he thrive off a, a UK crowd that absolutely hates him? Because you know what I mean and, no disrespect to the Saudis, and I imagine they're such you know they are nice people, but the crowd is quiet, isn't it? It's not like being in the UK, is it, or America, when it comes to really uh, loyalists to a certain boxer or a fighter, you don't feel it. But when you watch a fight over here or say in America, you feel it, don't you? You feel the crowd. I didn't feel the crowd when I was watching that fight. It, it was a bit. It was a bit abject. It was a bit abject at times, which is. To be expected, isn't it? And that's no disrespect to the no, South. Like they, they live, they live differently to us, don't they? The, the way they are, we're, we're very excitable. But going forward, mate, it's yeah. I say UK, a UK fight for the second one would be amazing. I think so, and I, and I think it could easily go back to Saudi again, Stuart, because the money's there, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. Cash is king, and you can't mm. you can't dispute anybody going over there to make the big bucks. Absolutely. So, Chris, this has been episode one hundred and forty-four of Stu's Wrestling Podcast, and it was the Tommy Fury and Jake Paul fight review. And we're going to be back very very soon because this weekend we've got UFC two eighty-five, and I know you want to get your chops around that, Chris, because it's oh, yeah. Mr. John Jones taking on Cyril Gant, Urpa heavyweight for the heavyweight gold. And uh, yeah, I know. You can have a lot to say about that this this weekend. So thanks, everybody. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And we're going to be back very, very soon. Our preview with John Jones versus Cyril. Thanks for coming on, Chris. No Appreciate it. Cheers. Sports Social Podcast Network.